I'm Ray Rogers. And I'm Annie Evans. You're listening to Fix This, a podcast exploring tech ideas and solutions to some of today's largest challenges. Here we are at the end of another year and another end of an AWS Fix This season. From us to you, a massive thank you for continuing to tune in, subscribing, and sharing. This year, we took a closer look at what community means and how cloud-based solutions can bring people closer together in a variety of ways. As the year closes, I'm looking forward to spending time with my family and friends. And I'm also looking forward to catching up on some of my favorite shows on demand. Of course, aren't we all almost? It's hard to overstate the importance of art and entertainment in all of its forms, including movies and shows. I mean, after all, they help us create community. They give us something to talk about, something to bond over, and they provide ample opportunities to learn more about the world around us. Like all industries, the global creative industry had to adapt to the evolving world of work during the COVID-19 pandemic. Netflix, one of the world's leading entertainment services, delivers for more than 200 million members around the world. With its cloud-based flexible tools like Content Hub, NetFX, and virtual workstations, Netflix enables artists to continue to connect, collaborate, and work even while remote. Take a listen to Naz Patani, head of product for Netflix Media Technology, and Steve Kowalski, director of engineering for production infrastructure at Netflix. Now you could pick the best creative for the task at hand, regardless of are they based in LA? Can they travel to your office? Are they going to sit in traffic for you know two hours one way? So it sort of democratized that ability for people to join into uh, the content creation supply chain. Amazon Web Services being uh, our key infrastructure partner here at Netflix, that gives us access to essentially the whole earth. And, and Netflix is, is producing content globally for a global audience. Our desire is to bring our infrastructure into those markets and give creatives working in those markets access to our systems and services. The scalability that we get from using AWS is unparalleled. All of the scalability that is provided by uh, AWS in the cloud can help transform the way in which the workflows actually work uh, and how the content is created. So in the end, we are trying to get content um, essentially better and faster. Building community can start from lighthearted things like the latest binge-worthy show, but community and strong social ties aren't just nice to have. Relationships are critical to maintaining an individual's health. In U.S. prisons and jails, there are systemic barriers to maintaining strong relationships with family and friends, and access to educational opportunities are out of reach for many. To address this issue, the American Prison Data Systems, referred to as APDS, creates cloud-based tools to provide individualized education, rehabilitation, job training, and reentry services for individuals involved in the criminal justice system. To learn more about how APDS builds cloud-based solutions to help justice-impacted people, we turn to Artie Finn, Chief Business Development Officer and co-founder at APDS. Take a listen. Thrive is built on Amazon Chime. The idea is that uh, we can give access for free to jurisdictions to allow folks to communicate with their friends and family. And so from one study done by the Minnesota DOC, and keep in mind this is for paid video visitation, each unique visitor to an incarcerated person reduced the risk of reconviction by 3%. 95% of the, of the people we incarcerate in this country are getting out. 
Yet 60 to 70 75% of formerly incarcerated individuals remain unemployed one year after release. So when you talk to employers, you know workforce staffing is struggling. You take those two opportunities and employers already know that when they hire justice impacted folks, they perform at level or at par or even better than folks who are not justice impacted. So APDS really is trying to bring through education and programming those two sides together so that employers have a pathway to hire people who really want an opportunity to change their lives. What about healthcare? How are cloud-based health solutions helping people thrive in their daily lives? We dove into precision medicine with Scott McGill, President and Chief Executive Officer at Coriel Life Sciences, part of the Coriel Institute for Medical Research, to learn more about Gene Dose Live. The tool powered by AWS helps providers to quickly test and identify which prescription best fits a patient based on their genetic makeup in near real time, thereby reducing medication errors and giving patients access to effective care in a timely manner. Here's Scott. GeneDose Live is a clinical decision support tool. It's an application that clinicians, whether they be pharmacists or physicians, can use to create the appropriate medication plan for a patient bringing together all of these different facets of risk, not just the genetics, but all of those other things as well. What conditions does this person suffer? What foods do they eat? What things do they drink? What do they smoke? What uh, potential challenges might they have because of their stage of life? For a patient that's seeking treatment for something that in their life is affecting them to the point where they needed medication, um, it's often a six to eight week journey per medication per dose. If we can immediately avoid certain medications because we know their body's not going to tolerate them or they're not going to be effective for them, we can shortcut that whole process, get people to treatment faster, and certainly reduce all of those downstream uh, economic costs. And that's really what this is about. It's let's avoid all of the missteps, let's uh, shortcut this journey and get people to treatment much faster than they might otherwise. Turning to food, part of health is what we eat. So we dove into agriculture with Hello Tractor, a startup, to learn how the world can continue to support our farmers, ensuring they have access to the tools, resources, and financing needed to produce crops year after year. Hello Tractor is on a mission to democratize access to farming equipment and bring opportunity directly to farmers' fingertips via their mobile application. We sat down with Jaheel Oliver, Chief Executive Officer at Hello Tractor, to learn more. Take a listen. Farm equipment on the continent of Africa is almost non-existent. It's one of the least mechanized regions on earth, despite having the largest inventory of uncultivated farmland. So this is literally opportunities being left out in the field because our farmers don't have access to the equipment or the labor that they need to cultivate this rich, this rich land resource. Because the systems are dominated by small farmers, it does not make a lot of sense for somebody who's growing on an acre, two acres of land to own their own tractor. But they do need timely access to a tractor. When the season starts, they have to get their crops established on time to maximize their yield and the income that they have to bring home to their family. 
we designed a platform where farmers can book for services and receive affordable, reliable services uh, by booking through a community-based agent that uses the Hello Tractor application. That booking is then sent to the tractor owners on our platform. Deploying in the cloud gave us the ability to stand up our applications fairly quickly and take advantage of our competitive edge, which is uh, agile software development uh, to support our customers and also our large corporate partners needs. And that's really the competitive edge of most startups and being cloud native helps to enable that fast deployment and protection of that competitive advantage. We also followed the global headlines of heat waves, drought, and floods. The demand for water is ever increasing but climate change threatens many vulnerable communities' access to clean, drinkable water. In India, in response to the Chennai water crisis, Abhilash Haridas and his colleague Vijay Ram Harinathan, head of product at WeGa, shared more about their cloud-powered solution and how data can drive accountability and action in water conservation. So our solution is actually an IoT solution, and like any other IoT solution, there are two pieces to it. A is a device which collects data and B is the platform that takes this data and gives you real-time insights. Uh, if we see a continuous pattern of usage, we would recognize that as a leakage. So um, in addition to just sending them how much in, you know consumption they have, we are also giving them information about alarms uh, as to what the water quality is and you know whether they're experiencing a leakage and then help them to kind of conserve water. By and large, any user of our solution reduces the consumption by about 30%. That's that's the global average across all of our deployments. We are more than 50,000 apartments. We manage about 40 million square feet, and this has resulted in savings of over 3 billion liters so far. We also look to the animal kingdom, from oceans to land, sharks to elephants. The African elephant can live up to 70 years, and they're vital to the health of the rainforest. But elephant populations are shrinking due to human activities ranging from illegal poaching to deforestation from logging and mining. Dr. Daniela Hedwig, research associate at the Center for Conservation Bioacoustics and lead for the Elephant Listening Project at Cornell University, discusses how more than one million hours of acoustic recordings of elephants provides data and knowledge to conservationists on the ground working every day to protect these animals. We are super excited about this. Um, we do not only record elephants and gunshots, but also a myriad of other animals. So for instance, we uh, record gorilla chest beads, we record African gray parrots, crocodiles, frogs, crickets, airplanes, chainsaws, and rainfalls. So it's basically the entire uh, soundscape of the ecosystem. And we have done this now for almost five years at a landscape scale. So this is really a true treasure case that can help us understand the behavior and also the ecology of individual species. Um, but we can also use the, the, these data to better understand what drives uh, biodiversity and particularly uh, changes in it. And that's you know, especially um, important in the face of climate change and global warming. Sustainability and protecting the environment will take effort from everyone, everywhere. And Salesforce, a customer relationship management company with a global and strategic partnership with AWS, is also a leader in sustainability and sustainable business practices. We caught up with Patrick Flynn, Senior Vice President and Global Head of Sustainability at Salesforce, 
to learn about how the company approaches sustainability and the idea of individual superpowers. Take a listen. It's really important to Salesforce to work with suppliers like AWS who are committed to climate action. And our goals are inseparable from the forward progress of our full supply chain, including AWS. Where we have reached net zero residual emissions across all of our value chain, all of what's called scope one, two, and three. And two thirds of that net zero commitment has to do with emissions that fall upstream in our supply chain. We also need suppliers who are really transparent with us, like AWS is, how they're doing, what's next, how we might help one another. And so this values alignment around climate action is a real strong bridge that connects AWS and Salesforce together. This next wave of forward progress, I believe is gonna come from those strategies that really require two companies or more than two companies working together in close partnership, complementing what each other can bring to the table. And some of the best parts about joining the Climate Pledge have been these moments of actually getting together in person, whether that was in New York or in Glasgow at COP26, coming together and having really transparent conversations among ourselves and with other companies to try to figure out how we can go faster together. And closing on a note of optimism, we all have opportunities to build community daily. Chatting with friends and family, catching up on the latest shows, learning about the global community from farmers to water conservation across the city to grabbing a cup of coffee. We'll leave you here with one of the most recent conversations with Drew Engelson, Director of Engineering Unified Commerce Platform at Starbucks, to learn more about how the company scales to meet the needs of its global customer base while keeping sustainability top of mind and what others can learn about adopting a sustainable technologist mindset. Here's Drew. We were able to really get our costs down um, by putting a lot of focus on having great observability and constant tuning and checking and tuning and checking and iterating over and over again. It was a little bit later when I got very interested in wondering what the planetary impact is uh, of the services that we're building. I think we're at a point now where we can actually measure in basically real time some of the changes we make. So that actually will allow us to put goals into our monthly, quarterly, annual basis to say, hey, based on where we are today, let's get these numbers down by a certain percentage um, and make sure we have these, you know, these goals documented and put into, um, you know, our, our plan and measure how we do against that. There's going to be at some point, we'll reach a point where we're just like super efficient, you know, and, and green. And when I talk to others and I see the sheer excitement and the eyes being kind of opened and the smiles on their faces, um, because you realize that like they get it, right? And they get it too. And they can bring that back to their work and their teams, uh, whether it be at Starbucks or, or elsewhere, it doesn't matter so much to me. Um, but the fact that it, it seems to be an inspiring topic and, mo and a motivating topic. Um, so the more people I see with, you know, with that big grin on their face and knowing they're gonna kind of bring this back to their company and, and do something about it, um, you know, that actually keeps me extremely excited about this. 
That's all for this year. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a peek back in our archives and join the conversation on social with hashtag FixThisByAWS. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. We'll see you in the new year with another round of conversations. And if you liked today's episode, you know, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. We'll see you on the next one. Bye.